Welcome to the Grace Avenue Church Podcast, where we believe that the grace of God is yours to live. It is our prayer that this message will help you experience God's freedom, live your potential, and make the impact you were created for. Now here's the message. Good morning, Grace Avenue Church. Happy Thanksgiving. We hope that you had an incredible Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving, PD? <sighs> Lots of turkey. Yep. And lots of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Same so it here. was good. Did you did you do anything for Thanksgiving? Did you have did you host? Or Sit you and eat. Yes, <laughs> I sat and I ate. Those are the two things I did very very well. Very proud of myself. So too. roasted turkey, fried turkey, roasted, you, yes. roasted. Yep. Yeah, we fried a turkey, but it was just us three. But it was it was good. I yeah. was proud of myself. It was yeah. Delicious. Yeah, you saw it on my Insta stories. Those who follow me. Did but you have pie? I did. How much? A lot. How many slices? Three days worth. Three days Thursday, worth? Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> okay. With Confession, same here, because we brought the pie home, and there was about at least a quarter of it left. Oh, yeah. And just over the next day, I just slowly bite by bite, <laughs> as, the God, as the God of all grace gave me the strength, yeah. bite by bite, <laughs> giving I finished thanks, that thing. Giving thanks giving for thanks pie. Giving every bite of the way. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, we hope you had a great Thanksgiving, Grace Avenue Church. Um, you know, today is going to be a conversational. It's going to be really specific toward, geared toward thank, uh, having a thankful heart, you know, during this time. The last eight months really has been all media and, you know, maybe bad news after bad news, bad report. Um, today's going to be a little different. We're going to talk a little bit about giving thanks and the importance of what that looks like in our lives as believers. But um, just right off the cuff, what, yeah. what are some things that you feel like you're uh, thankful for during this during this time of the season? Uh... Thankful for the internet. <laughs> yep. Without the internet, yep. it would be a pretty pretty interesting time. Um, you know, for communication sake, be able to get to to people, to be able to connect with people, to be able to see what's going on. Yep. But yeah, definitely, definitely the internet. Uh, Texan, the Texans win one on on Thursday. That you thankful but for? Still have another... a losing record, a humiliating <laughs> Cowboys losing lost. record. And you know what? Is... Someone had the nerve to tell me two days ago. Someone said. I said, the Texans are bad. He goes, yeah, but at least you still have the Cowboys. I said, no, I don't have the Cowboys. Mm, no. I have the Texans. He goes, yeah, no, 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 but, but for Texas. I'm like, no, 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 no. We there's, a, there's a hard line. There's That's a very divided. hard line. <laughs> but uh, I am thankful, man. I'm thankful. Today, we, we do want to talk about the reason for thankfulness and why it's so important. Um, all throughout the New Testament, we see so much of Paul's writing specifically given directly to all of these people in Philippians and Colossians and Ephesians. He's directing people to be thankful and to give thanks and to live in a thankful way for all Christ has done and understanding that he really spends a lot of time going on about being thankful. And we wanted to talk a little bit about that yeah. today. Um, what about you? What, what, what are you thankful for? Cooler weather in Texas. Cooler weather? Cooler yeah. weather, a fluffier clothes. Because this pandemic has hit me in a different way, but you know, uh, it was funny. Uh, we were we were basically in quarantine this past week, and it's I'm thankful to see people face to face today. Um, but uh, yeah, going into quarantine, I was like, I need to change something in my in my diet and in my eating. So yeah, you saw more stories of me posting about how healthy I was being by exercising because I knew Thanksgiving was going to happen. But I see. Um, yeah, super. But super thankful for you know a, a church that's thriving. Super thankful for uh, so many things. Yeah. Speaking of thriving, we're in our new building. Yeah, and I see that they put walls up, which means that the fire alarm inspection, the fire inspection was Almost. done. The final inspection, I think, comes this coming week. So whenever. They're done with their Thanksgiving holidays, and they come and they yeah. inspect. 
we'll be able to communicate some dates, but I'm thankful for a new building. I'm thankful for a team that's here. I'm thankful for uh, a tech team that through this entire time that we've been able to come to you live through YouTube, through Facebook, through different mediums, it's been great that they've been part of so much of this, and they've learned so much. Um, just very thankful for that. But yeah. from a spiritual perspective, sure. um, I'm very thankful for the grace of God. I think about as I get older and the further along I go into relationship with God, I recognize what God has brought me from mm-hmm. and recognize what God has brought me through. You know, as you get a little bit older, you start to recall where you were at a particular time in that year. When you look back on a photo or someone asks you, what was it like in that year? What were you going through? Or what did you experience? You recognize God's grace carried you through some of those seasons. Um, I'm very thankful for the grace of God. It's what has continually given me hope in seasons. You know, the, the word says, you know, his grace is sufficient. Right for you. Yeah. But a lot of times you don't know how sufficient it is until you look back and recognize how sufficient it was because you really were carried through a season by God. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm constantly reminded of, um, the grace of God when I fall short, you know, and I reach out to people and Hey, um, this is where I I fell in area. When I come come to you, Hey PD, like, this is what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. Then you, you know, kind of put things back in perspective for me. Um, it's really good to know that God's grace is sustained. But back in your younger years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. You were a good man. You're far <laughs> better than you give yourself credit for. God was good to you, and you've always been a great, great leader in people's lives. Uh, you know, but, but that alone, the way you recall that, you know, some of the bumps in the road that you hit, those are bumps in the road that I had hit. And, yeah. and we continue to hit bumps in the road in our, in our life, in our thoughts and our parenting and our marriage and our work environment and our faith and just different areas of life. We, and we judge ourselves pretty harshly on those sure. things, but really what should we, we should be measuring ourselves to is what the word says we are and what, how we should be living. Yeah. And uh, that's the measuring stick. Not, not, not how we feel about ourselves, but really how God feels about us. That's great. And uh, I'm thankful God feels far better about me than I feel about myself and that Amen maybe you feel that. about yourself at times. But First Thessalonians 5, uh, Paul says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for mm-hmm. this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Think about that. We hear that, and God instructing us to always rejoice, to always pray, and to be giving thanks in every single circumstance, you know, for, from the natural mind. Yeah. If you don't have a full understanding of who God is and how good he is and his heart towards us, that we can look at circumstances that aren't pleasurable, yeah. that are challenging, that are difficult, and we can almost say, why should I be thankful for this? You ever felt that yeah. way? Oh, absolutely. You know, when I, when I read that, um, that specific verse, it, it reminds me of two things. The first thing is uh, my prayer life. <laughs> Really, one of the things that I that I do uh, when I pray, I don't always carve out an hour to meet with God in the morning. And I think that you know Christianity has a stigma where we have to have an hour meeting with the Lord so we can hear, you know, for what He's going to do today. Now, I'm not knocking that because I do try to do that, but I don't always hit the mark when it comes to that. So, one of the things that I do quote out loud when I wake up is, mm-hmm. um, "This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice." It's Psalms. I will yep. rejoice and be glad in it, and anything that comes that day. I have to remind myself to know, like, this is, this is my prayer for, for the day. So, um, but. Well, I'm thankful for 
the ability to recognize things like that. Yeah. Uh, God instructs us uh, in, in so many things. And, and sometimes I think there's times in my life where I've read what God is trying to direct to me, but it takes me a while to comprehend it and actually make it a part of my life. Sure. You realize the seriousness of it far more down the road than, than in the beginning. But um, he says here, in all circumstances, that we're to give thanks. And then he goes on in Philippians 4, 6. He says, don't be anxious about anything. About anything. Yeah. But in every single situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So he's, he's telling us that not only are we supposed to be free from this anxiousness that wants to rule our heart and our mind and our attitude, but that in every situation, not just the ones where we think we have control, but in every situation, yeah. give thanks in all circumstances. Um, with thanksgiving, present your request known Make him known to God. That's a big deal. Yeah. And <clears throat> I like how you said in, because that's what the scripture says. It says in every circumstance, mm-hmm. um, not for every circumstance. So yeah. I think for me, when I read that and the difference, the difference is for me is when I'm in it and the pain or the thing that I'm going through that I don't really see what God is doing. Ultimately, it's in the, in the middle of it when he's doing something that I should be thankful. Yeah. Um, God does highlight, um, you know, and honor those who go back to him and thank him for the circumstance. Afterward, we, I'm reminded of the, the, the 10 lepers, one of them that was healed, that went back to Jesus. Yeah. He was thankful for that. But um, this is specific to in the middle of what you're going through and seeing things that uh, maybe God has planned ultimately for yeah. someone's life. I remember when I was a kid, there was a, a baseball coach. He was on the opposing team, and we, it was a smaller community, so I knew who he was. And I remember he drove his vehicle. Oh, he, he lost the game, and he was very angry. And this was, this was a big dude. He could, he's probably about 6'4". He was pretty ripped. Older guy, but still could, could hold his own. Oh, yeah. And he got in his truck, and he drove off. And, you know, the game was over. So the next week, we're playing again. And he comes up to me, and he'd, you know, thrown a fit on the field. and Sounds like one of my coaches. Yeah. <laughs> Screamed and cussing and yelling and just upset about the whole game and how it had lost and he came up to me and he'd shown me attitude at that time too but the week before but he came up to me and we said hey i just want to apologize i said for what and he goes you know last week i lost my temper and you know it was pretty uncalled for and wow. uh you know i drove my truck off and ended up wrecking it and it cost me about you know two thousand dollars worth of repairs oh and when i look back now i realize just how foolish that was and and I shouldn't have done that. And I just wanted to apologize. You know, he was, he was recognizing in his own life, you know, an area where he had let it go too far. Yeah. And I think he was thankful that he could recognize that in himself. Sure. He was apologizing to me. That's a big deal when people can come to those places where they can look back on areas of their life where they recognize, hey, I was wrong in this area. You yeah. know, this, this is not the right attitude. This is not the right attitude to have towards someone sure. or something and then to do to allow the holy spirit to so move that in our life that we move to action to repent or to repair relationships and that's a big deal yeah it's a big deal it's a part of part of our walk um as the holy spirit reveals things to us but thankfulness is something that david if you look in the psalms david expresses this all through the psalms you can't go throughout the psalms without reading Something David's saying. He's saying, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I'll sing the praises 
of the name of the Lord Most High. And he says, I'll give you thanks in the great assembly. I'll, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Those are just three different psalms mm-hmm. where David, as a worshiper, and this is who he was, he was a warrior, but he was a worshiper, and his thankfulness was rooted in his, in his worship. And I think, so people ask, how do we become more thankful? Well, become more of a worshiper. The more you worship God, the more you'll be thankful to God, the more you'll be thankful of who he is and what he's done. A lot of times we, we, we thank God based on uh, what he's doing for us or not doing for us in our own mind. Yeah. We condense God down to our circumstances rather than thanking God just because he is who he is. Right. Understanding who he is is such a big part part of that. Regardless of what, like you're saying, regardless of our circumstance, God is God. Right. right. Uh, we look right. down in through the circumstances up to God right. instead of at God down through the lens of what he's looking. Yeah. When you think about eternity, when you think about the vastness of the universe, when you think about how big space is, when you think about how small the planet earth is in comparison to to the rest of the solar system, we're, we're so incredibly demanding and and sometimes entitled about how we think God should be in our life. When we realize we're such a small part of everything going on, I'm just thankful that he even gives a rip about me and my life and my family and my future and how much he has, how much he thinks about me and what he says about me. Um, but David was a worshiper and he underst- he understood that. And a lot of times I think in, in Western culture, in, in American mindset, it's, we come to God and we thank him a lot of times based on, well, what has he done for me lately? Mm-hmm. What is he doing for me now? What is he, what is he not done for me? Yeah. Uh, why is he allowing this to happen? And we condense the, the bigness of God, the plan of God, the purpose of God, the eternal thing of God sure. down to just us in our life. And, and if he cares, then he'll do this for me. And if he, you know, right. and we almost see in some circles where that kind of bad theology is preached, where if, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And right. it's kind of like that with God. Sometimes people, people preach that, you know, if you do this for God, God will do this for you. And that's not really how God <laughs> makes himself out to be. Sure. But somehow people find that. And I think we get it a lot from our culture. Yep. You know, if I do a favor for you, that means you got to do a favor for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If I bought you this on your birthday, okay, well, you remember on my birthday, yep. you got to buy me something. Yeah. That'll know? free somebody right now. For, yeah. Especially for the holiday season. Yeah. Thinking about what you got. And yeah. You, just accept yep. all the gifts. Don't buy anything That's right. else yep. for anybody. Yep. That's the trick. Be thankful. Right? Receive. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at some of my, my stuff here I wanted to talk about. To, to remain thankful people, our understanding of thankfulness must first be found in who God is. It must first be found in who God is. Uh, when we don't know who he is, we don't know what he's done for us. When we don't know the largeness of God's plan, God's purpose, God's presence, again, yeah. we reduce God down to who he is, who we think he is, or who we think he should be yeah. in our life. And God is much bigger than that. Uh, God's plan is much bigger than that, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I think one of the best things that I've heard you say that has helped me along the way um, has been, if God did no other thing for me in this life lifetime, I already have enough. He's done everything. That's, that's it. And it shifts the perspective to know, um, am I highlighting my lack or am I highlighting God's holiness and sovereignty on, and grace on, on my life? When I was 21, I don't know if I could have received that. I would have been far too demanding, far too entitled, far too angry, far too selfish, far too, yeah, but why is this happening? Yeah. Um, and then you keep getting older. 
and you keep realizing that you're absolutely entitled to nothing. Yeah. That the fact that you woke up today is everything. You uh, go on and see people pass away in their 20s. You see people pass away in their 30s. People with their whole future ahead of them. People who who face hard times and unfair things in life. And you realize that could easily be you. And that could have been you. But by the grace of God, he spared you from things. Life spared you from things. And you become more grateful and patient with the day. Yeah. And the moment and the season and you live in that season and you don't try and get too far ahead of God and too far ahead in life. You take the season. I, I think part of the, this, the, the reason I've been able to, myself and our leadership and our, our teams have been able to keep our, our wits about us in this whole season where we've not been able to gather. We've not been able to baptize people and take communion together and worship together and gather together and do all the things that we did. Uh, including a building that we got in a few months ago, but had been waiting and waiting and waiting, at least about a month delay. We were on schedule up until about a month ago, and then things started delaying because of the COVID situation. But but we've been able to keep our wits about us. We've been able to keep our head about us and not fall into these stressful patterns. And I've I've repeatedly talked to our staff and our pastors and, and team and said, look, I don't want us rushing things and trying to control things that we can't rush and we can't control. Sure. You know, and they're in agreement, obviously, but that's been my heart. Let's just be grateful for the day, for the season that we're in. We're in a new building. The inspection will come when it comes. Yep. And we've lasted this long. We'll gather together when the time when the time comes, which should be very, very soon. But we could have spent a lot of this time very stressed out, very anxious, on top of everything else that we're trying to do. People were trying to minister to. People were trying to help. Mm-hmm. And it just, we wouldn't have controlled anything. Yeah. And I think that is that is probably something that I recognized in me in this season is I'm probably more at peace with that side of things, the lack of needing to control anything. Sure. Ten years into our church, you see the fruit of your labor. God gave us a family. We have to look after that flock. This is what we do. We, right. we care for the people. We feed, lead, love, and guard the flock. We help people grow spiritually. And <clears throat> that's a blessing in itself. Yeah. You know, God is good. And um, I think that comes from just the, the peace of God, knowing who God is. In Colossians chapter 3, Paul says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Listen to this. He says this is verse 15, and be thankful. Then he goes on in verse 16 and says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness Mm -hmm. in your hearts to God. Then he says it again. And then verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Again, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In three different sentences in one small passage within that whole chapter of Colossians, literally he's, he's just going on. Yeah. This is supposed to be a part of our life. Um, I love the message translation of this. I want to read this to you. The message translation of this verse. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with God, with each other and step with each other. None of this going off on your own and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense 
and sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the ways of the way. I mean, that's powerful. Yeah. When you think about it, God is giving us instruction on how to obtain and stay in that place of gratitude. The first thing he says is, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. That's the first yep. thing. And be thankful. We're going to have to have God's peace established in us if we're going to live a life of thankfulness. Yeah. I think that's the first key. God's peace has to rule in our heart. Not anxiety, not fear, uh, not um, anger, not bitterness, not jealousy, not what didn't happen, not what, what has happened, what might happen. All of these things wrestle for control and domination of, of our heart. And, um, you know, we have to ask ourselves at times when we're not feeling grateful to God mm-hmm. and we're, we're starting to feel entitled and we're starting to get demanding, um, we got to ask ourselves, is the peace of God ruling in us? We don't, I, I, I feel like we don't often stay there in that thought long enough to evaluate that. So what I'm saying is uh, in that entitlement mindset, um, we're in a culture that bombards us with that. Um, it is mine. I got to go get it. If I'm not doing anything, I'm, I'm falling back. But um, I think because that's maybe such a fleeting thought, at least for maybe for me, uh, in that entitled entitlement mindset, um, I don't stay there long enough to evaluate, wait, wait a minute, like this isn't what the word of God says I should be dwelling on. Um, I let it flee and it circles back around. And I think that if we, uh, in a moment, can identify that, and say, hold on a second. That that is not of that is not of God. This is not actually what we are to be lining up lining up with. We should be lining up with thankfulness. You can get really comfortable with your lack of peace. Yeah, and some people land there and they stay comfortable with their lack of peace, and they want to talk about how they feel and and how we feel and and this is how I feel. Okay, well that's not that's not the peace of God. Yeah, but this is how I feel. But that's not the peace of God. Yeah, but this is what they did. But that's not the peace of God. Right. Yeah, but you don't understand what should have happened and what they should be doing. But that's not the peace of God ruling in your heart. That's a circumstance ruling in your heart. And we all that's we great. all get tripped up on that kind of stuff. We all uh, hit those walls where somebody does something, somebody says something. Um, I mean, I can't tell you how many times pastoring people over the years, so much, people, so much of people's lack of peace comes from their wrong perception of their place and their role in community. Hmm. So, like, give, give, I'll give you an example. When people first come into church, you've, you've seen this too as we yeah. pastored people. People will say something like, oh, I don't really fit in. It's like, you've been here twice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you don't say that about going to school for two days. Like, you, yeah. you people, if they don't have a good way of, of socially integrating into community, they click that filter on every time they walk into new places and they think, these people reject me. Yeah. These people are judging me. These people don't know my life. These people, and we start turning the filter on us instead of looking at the filter right. through the eyes of, wait a minute, wherever God places me, whatever I do, I'm called to be thankful and I'm to be God's light on this earth. I'm to be God's yeah. blessing to people on this earth. I'm, to, I'm not waiting to fit in. God fit me in, right. in this place, in this season. I'm here to bring the light. I'm here to be salt. I'm here to be the difference. I'm the reason people will see Jesus. Right. And so many people, if they don't have that understanding when it comes to socially getting into connection with people, they miss out on so much of God's blessing through the body of Christ. Yeah. It's a very selfless yeah. act, right? 
Um, but what rule? What what trips that up is insecurity. Yeah, insecurity. I, 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 these people think this of me, or they don't see my value, or they don't know who I am or what I could do. It's like you know, you probably saw this. You were in banking for thirteen years. Mm-hmm. You probably saw employees come in and thought they should be promoted in the next month. Oh, or see, the next... We, we'd see customers come in with millions of dollars in the bank account. They can, they oh, could absolutely rule the bank, mm-hmm. right? Call the shots. Well, that's a little different because when you have money, people do cater to you. Yeah, uh, that's another topic. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, because you are serving on or working at a level where you're not at their level, uh, uh, and so, so the way they would maybe look at you or sure, yeah, uh, yeah. make it quick. I got things to do, type of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's that's just the culture of where where we're at. Yeah, that is, our, that is our culture. Well, believe it or not, you know, it is Christians do that too. Oh, sure. <laughs> Don't you yeah. know who I am, how old I am, what I've done, where I've come from? You know, come on. Yeah. God's got things for me. Get with the program, yep. you know. Keep it's it like, moving. It's like, right. Okay. <laughs> I'll get right on that. Um, two, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. We got we got some little short time here, so we're going to wrap this up. Word of Christ dwell in you rich, richly. Let it have run of the house. I love that. Man. What runs the house of your, of your spirit, of your life? You know, I, I think that we have to be intentional about letting nothing other than the purpose of Jesus Christ have room in our house, mm-hmm. have room in my life, in our mouth, in our mind, in our thoughts. Like, we have to be diligent about that because if we're not diligent about that, the enemy will come in and take space up in places where God was supposed to have rule. Yeah. And if we're not serious about that, Uh, we'll see ourselves slip. We'll see ourselves miss the mark in some areas. As long as we leave vacant space in that house, the enemy will come in to fill it. He'll come and hang a picture. He'll come and set up a a couch. He'll come and roast some marshmallows. Uh, He will do what he can to bring us to this place of dissatisfaction. We have to evict the enemy from our life. Right. Evict him from the places in our, our spirit that are trying to take root and let the peace of God rule. The enemy is always trying to undermine the work of God in your life. And he's always trying to undermine the word of God in your life. Yep. Always, at all times. Look, Proverbs twenty seven twenty says this, death and destruction are never satisfied. When you look at our world, isn't that so true? Yep. Death and destruction are never satisfied and neither are human eyes. We're always looking for something else that we cannot be thankful about. <laughs> yeah. Or isn't it going our way? Or isn't going yeah. our way. The human eyes are never satisfied. We have to recognize that about ourselves. There's always something that I'm looking at that I'm trying to turn towards me, towards the way I think it should be or the way the season should be. Um, contentment. I talked about this a few weeks. I don't know, about a month ago, about mm-hmm. discontentment. It really works to undermine the work of God in our life. So, Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's important because um, just speaking about contentment, um, I always go back to uh, the choice of being thankful because without it does take intentionality to be thankful. And I think you get better at being thankful when you put it into practice and you look for ways to be thankful because our, our flesh, our natural ability is to look selfishly. Uh, so if we can recognize, I have to be intentional, like to look for something good to be thankful for uh, and not just go about my day like I would normally. And that cause what, what's helped me has been slowing down, looking at people as people and not like get out of my way. I got places to go. But so practically for me, what that looks like is uh, thankfulness looks like holding a door open because I, I am probably pressed for time, but people matter. 
And I think that when God sees the little things like that, um, it does give us a thankfulness in our heart that I have the ability to hold the door open. Some people don't. Um, some people are looking for ways to get in, get out. And you aren't any different in this life if we aren't looking for ways to serve people. So thankfulness looks like serving a lot of times. It does. And I think that's what Paul was alluding to here in this, in this verse. He says, whatever you do in word or deed, whatever actions right. you have, give thanks. Whatever you do. Yep. So whatever you do in your family, whatever you do at work, give thanks. So we can't just say it. You're saying, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not just an expression. It's yeah. not just Thank a you, verbal God. expression or a thought. Yeah. It's not just saying, oh well, I, I, you know, I'm very grateful. My car started today, or we got a new car, or I got a promotion. Or right. It's it's living out that even in times when I'm not necessarily excited about the situation, the circumstance, sure. I'm I'm thankful. Uh, you know, and when we go through hard times, and you know, our church knows some of the hard times we, I've been through, and yeah, I remember even in some of those hard times, different places in the hospital, different seasons. Yeah. I remember thinking, God, why do you have me here? Like I remember walking in, why do you have me here? Yeah, strange that we would have to go through this, but God has me here. I remember there was a police officer I met in the elevator going up to the, I think it was, a, was it the NICU? Yeah, his baby was in the NICU. And I remember him seeing me in the, in the elevator and saying, hey, I've seen your story on the, wow. on the news and I just want to let you know I've been praying for you. Just really thank, he said, I thank you for just staying strong and standing in faith through this season. It's really inspired me. My baby's in the NICU too and it, it helped my faith. I mean, this is in the elevator in yeah. the middle of like, I'm going through my own pain. Man. <laughs> you know? But I'm recognizing me standing yep. in, in thankfulness and in, in, in gratefulness uh, and here, and it took a minute for him to say something, you know? So I don't know if it took him yeah. like 30 seconds to, to garner up the courage or to raise. Is that the guy I just saw on oh, yeah. Channel 5? Or he whatever? was checking his phone to make sure that was him. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this the guy? <laughs> but, um, you know, when you, when you think about times like that, you recognize God intentionally places you in, in positions and in, in places where he's calling on you to live from that place of gratitude mm-hmm. so that other people can see yep. him through right, you, right. his life in you, his work in you. Let me close with this verse. Colossians 2, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Look, I, he's saying that the roots have to go deep in our yeah, relationship. Yeah, there's a, there's with a God. concept here too. There's a strategy to it. It's not just uh, be thankful. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not something in and of our own strength. Right. It's right. not just something that, oh, that's a nice thing to do. No, this is because we are deeply rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ, his work in us, what he's brought us into, yeah. the family of God, the kingdom of God, our hope for eternity our hope for the future, our hope in this life and the next, yeah. our understanding that this life is temporary, that this life right. is, is just like the blink of an eye. And so our, our goal really is to be so consumed with God, so deeply rooted in God that we just overflow with thanks. That's great. Yep. That's a powerful thought that we could get up in the morning and overflow with gratitude. 
I feel that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that we've been through and our church has been through and yeah. some of our people have been through, some of the struggles that people have, I sometimes feel, and I say this often, I, I've told Janelle this through the, through the pandemic too, I have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Am I uncomfortable? Sure. I have nothing to complain about. I'm not fighting for my life in the ICU. I'm not right. sick. Uh, our, our church hasn't been destroyed because of this. There are people without jobs all over the country. There are people without income. There are people who don't know what they're going to do next, where they're going to go next. I have nothing to complain about. I'm not going to allow my spirit to be ruled by circumstances, Yeah. by what I can't control, by the window I can't see because of the fog of how long this is going to take. I, I'm not going there. I'm not going to allow my spirit. I'm going to overflow with thanks and be so consumed and so deeply rooted in gratitude to God for who He is. Mm-hmm that it, it can't shake me from that place. Hey, I have bad days. Come on, let's get sure, real for a come second. On. But I don't live there. Yeah. I don't stay there. I yep. don't set up a campfire there and just chill out for, for the week. Right. I can't do that. I want to overflow with things. So I'm thankful for a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it, it, takes, it takes effort. It takes intention. But I think that if we do it on our own strength, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that, that there is something to let your roots grow down into him because out of that, I feel, I feel it produces the fruit of the Spirit. It yeah. produces those, those things that are in us because it's His strength. It's not our own uh, yeah. in that because I feel that. And some of those roots that are in your life, they will be strengthened through the storms that come. Some plants, they have to endure the freeze. That's they great. endure the heat. They endure the torrential rains. The seasons come and those plants get stronger and stronger and stronger. Trees don't blow over. Yeah. Like there's, there's strength to the roots because of the storms that have come. And they test those roots to test whether or not they can actually handle the storms of life. And that's what storms do in our life. That's what difficulties do in our, our life. They test the roots of what our faith is in. They test the roots of what our joy is found in. They test the roots of what our peace is found in. And really, if our thankfulness is just based on whatever's going good for the day, right. or if the reality of our faith is deeply rooted in Christ. That's my prayer for you today. Amen, yeah. As we close this today, I, I want for your life, nothing more for your life than for the, the roots, the depth and the soil of God to just be so strong in your life for your family, for your marriage, for your parenting. It really, it comes from, I believe, how you look at Jesus and how you see him as the author and the finisher of your faith. It's not enough to believe and to think that from belief to the rest of your life, uh, you're not going to have storms or difficulties or challenges or mountains to climb or valleys to sort through. What's important is that that belief then leads you to deeper faith. And life comes to test your faith. Life comes to test the roots of your faith. And my prayer for you is that you would see the opportunities before you as an opportunity to let the roots go deep, to let God water and nourish what's going on in your life. Can I pray for you this morning as we close? Father, we thank you for even the storms and the challenges that come our way. God, give us a lens, a filter to see through where we learn to see from a place of gratitude, not from a place that comes from us, but we just thank you because of the most surface thing in our life is going well. But Lord, because we understand who you are, we understand there's a greater plan at work.
We understand you're doing something far beyond what we could understand or comprehend. Lord, I pray for anybody today whose heart may be ruled right now by anxiousness or fear or failure. Wherever people are at this morning, God, I pray that you would strengthen them, draw them close to you, give them a greater picture of who you are. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your life in us. I thank you for your purpose in us. I pray today that any person wrestling with fear, anger, bitterness, these things that are working overtime to, to take up space in the house, their spirit, Lord, I pray that they would see the light of God and let it in. See the work that God wants to do and let it in. Lord Jesus, I pray this morning that we would be able to give thanks in all circumstances, that in whatever words or actions we have, we would see your purpose in and through it all. Lord God, we give you praise. As David gave you praise in the Psalms continually by giving you praise and giving you thanks for who you are. Lord, we give you praise for who you are today. We worship you. We can't wait to gather again here at Grace Avenue Church with one another. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. That was good. That was fun. That was that was fun. I'm it highlighted areas that I need to that I can work on and be thankful for. We hope that this is, this encouraged you as well. Uh church family, uh know that when we're rooted in God, um thankfulness will overflow. So we hope you enjoyed this conversation with Pastor Daniel on thankfulness. Hey, uh, we are still here till about one or two o'clock. Be sure to bring your outreach items. We're collecting all those today. It's the last day you can do that, but be sure you can uh, swing by here and send those your way. We'll be here till about one or two. This is for the Life Restored Outreach? This is for, I'm sorry, yes, this is for our Life Restored Outreach that we're having um, for for this month. Awesome. It's going to be great. Yeah. But thank you so much, church. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. If you would like the most up-to-date information about Grace Avenue Church, or you are looking for a way to support this ministry, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks for listening.